0: the bleachers the only podcast that recognizes that real housewives is a sport in which the women are competing for additional screen time and social media fame today we are analyzing the plays made in season 13 episode 15 of real housewives of beverly hills i'm Sandra.
1: i am mandy
0: and today's episode is called ashing it out
1: yeah, they're gonna ash it out, or in, or on,
0: <laughs> or on, the or case all may. over everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Oh. I love that. It's like a super somber moment, and they all have to like, <laughs> right? Try and like not overreact, but it's like, oh, it's like person's ashes are all over me.
1: <laughs> but we had some quality that was there. There was a lot to discuss regarding <laughs> that, and I don't want to. I don't want to jump ahead too much here, so I yeah.
0: won't. Um, I thought I would share a couple of pieces of housewives news that have been in out in the ether. One is that Candy Burris, who might be my favorite housewives player ever, announced at the Grammys that she is not returning to Atlanta.
1: She's taking a pause is what I heard.
0: Yeah, well, she kind of kept it open ended. Like I'm not returning to Atlanta this season. You know, I'm not but it sounds like she left it open to maybe come back in the future. But we don't even know if Atlanta is coming back. Like they did not go into filming. Yeah. Usually the pattern is after reunion ends within a few weeks, you start filming again. um, And they have not started filming. And it's been, I don't know, a few months, right?
1: I actually don't know. I don't know when Atlanta had their reunion.
0: (laughs) They haven't announced anything about it. They have announced if or when they're coming back. They haven't announced who's going to be on the cast. Nothing. So we don't know what's happening there. I guess I'm not surprised that Candy isn't coming back. I am heartbroken, but I'm not surprised because her last season was, she didn't, she wasn't there. Like she was, you could tell she just wasn't mentally there. Candy Burris is who you're probably unfamiliar with. Her, I am. She is <laughs> like she has an empire already. She has her, she has like a million plates split spinning at once, and her goal is to get a what did she call it? It's like when you get the a Grammy, a Tony. Yes, yeah, she wants an EGOT, and she's. I, I'm not sure how many she has. She definitely has a Grammy uh I'm not sure if she has any of the others yet
1: has she been yeah that's a big
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's she's I mean if anyone could do it though I could see her
1: she I mean I guess she's been on tv right so Emmy is a possibility Emmy is a possibility Um, Oscar and then a Tony has she done any Broadway stage work
0: she she are Erica Jane of Atlanta so she and she produced a stage production and and starred in it during one of the seasons and she and her husband last season were producing a movie together. Okay. So she's working on it. She's She's working working on on it.
1: it. Okay.
0: I just, so anyway, I, I'm it's, she just was kind of like phoning it in last season. And that was kind of the theme. It was like, where's candy. Candy couldn't make it. She's too busy with this other thing. She made it, but she's really late and she's tired and she's not really participating. So it was kind of like, is this sustainable with her schedule? So it's sad, but um, maybe not surprising.
1: I I uh my sympathies. That's is, is all I can say. Not having ever seen Atlanta, um, but I I would understand. Like if Heather Gay suddenly was like, "I'm not coming back," I'd be like, "What's the point? It's yeah. all over." <laughs> it's all
0: over. <laughs> uh, well, Atlanta was struggling anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm sure all you Beverly Hills fans have been through this a lot with some various uh, various players who you have been extraordinarily fond of. So. So, you know, yeah. Sandra's
0: pain. I'm trying to Brandy? think who, who maybe the biggest, yeah, but Brandy was, she wasn't like a long time person and she was very, very divided. Like people had very strong opinions about her. Yeah. I feel like maybe the biggest loss that people felt was maybe um, Lisa Vanderpump.
1: And now she has her own show. So that makes sense. Yeah. And right? she had
0: started her show before she left. Yeah. But.
1: I miss Lisa Rena just because I watched Days of Our Lives back when she was Billy. So I miss, I miss Billy.
0: <laughs> Lisa Rena was definitely an interesting flavor on the show. If you want to talk about manufactured drama, Lisa Rena is a great example of manufactured she absolutely, drama.
1: Absolutely, yeah. The the the, the seasons slash episodes I've seen her in were definitely. I, I went from like, oh, she's really performing her ITMs. Like, she's not just doing an <laughs> ITM. She's performing her yes. ITM. That's so it off to of Lisa Rena. So our friend, Jen Shaw, has some prison buddy. <laughs> she's made a prison buddy. And it is Elizabeth Holmes of Theranos fame. They've yes. been spotted hanging out together in the yard. And yes. she is also apparently um, teaching a... Shaw amazing abs exercise class. Oh, no. <laughs> yes,
0: of course she is. So.
1: Uh, I, the, the,
0: what, <laughs> the friendship with Elizabeth Holmes has been speculated for a while. Because when I first saw that, I think it was before the holidays. I was like, I don't know who Elizabeth Holmes is. I don't know what Theranos is. And so I went and watched the documentary about it. And I was like, oh. wow, that was a really fun little interesting hole to dive down for a little while. I'm sure. Hey, speaking of documentaries,
1: Bleacher Nation, Sandra has proposed that we watch, what is it, The Hustler and the Housewife? Oh, yes. One and two as soon as we're done with the regular season of Beverly Hills. So we can talk about that.
0: Yes. So that's about Um, Erica and Tom. Tom. What's his name? And (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And the legal stuff and her role in it and all that and the trials. So there was one that was done like, a while ago, and then apparently there's a part two that's now released. That's more recent, so I'd be curious to watch those.
1: Why, O C?
0: Anyway, anyway, well, should we dive into ashing it
1: out? let's do it all right take it away so we
0: get a very brief coming up and we see that kyle is going to open up to dorit about problems with mauricio they've been teasing this because i think everyone is waiting they know something's coming with kyle and mauricio later this season and they're like when are we going to see it when is she going to talk about it so they've been teasing that she finally at least starts talking about it to dorit and then we get a previously seen footage Um, The person giving the tour, the place they're staying in Barcelona, says it's haunted. Garcelle is into the father and son chef team.
1: I just have to say, going back to the haunted bit, now this is like the checkoff rule of theater. If you see a gun on the wall in act one, it's going to go off in the third act. So I don't (laughs) know why they're bringing us back to this haunted house business, because it never actually brought us any... Excitement, joy, or anything. So. Yeah,
0: that was like, why'd they remind us about this? And then we didn't get to see yeah. anything in the episode about it. Yeah. Very strange. Erica Jane shares the news about winning her appeal of her $750,000 earrings. And she wants the other ladies to acknowledge this. That does come up in the episode. Sutton <laughs> sets up that they're going to be releasing Mercer's Ashes. And she wants the other woman to think of something that they need to release as well. So we get some shots of Barcelona. We're coming back to the moment that we ended on last episode where Kyle was playing STCO, that shoulder to cry on to Sutton. And Sutton played her three part, Every Man in My Life Has Left Me PTC, which was part of what earned her MVP of the episode for both you and I. She says releasing the ashes today also feels like letting go about her divorce as well. Trevor shows up and Kyle leaves to gather the girls. And Trevor helps Sutton transfer the ashes from the Ziploc straight into the box. And there's some spillage. They have to clean up the ash spillage.
1: I I liked Sutton, just got in there with her hands and literally (laughs) got her hands dirty with dead nurse.
0: (laughs) Sutton ITMs, it's time to stand on her own. It's scary, but she's strong and she can do it. The ladies are all gathered and ready, and Trevor joins them. Garcelle asks if he had fun the other night, he says, and he's referring to the dinner where Erica was a little bit sloshed.
1: <laughs> With the erudites?
0: He says they had a great time, and his friends really enjoyed meeting everyone. And Garcelle asks even Erica. We get a flashback to the Merce and the purse joke, and he says, especially Erica. <laughs> Sutton gets the TFP here. That's the tardy for the party. The last one to join in. Oh, we both have our doggies in the room.
1: <laughs> just... Mine just <laughs> left.
0: Uh, so they gather their flower necklaces. They're ready to go. On the van ride over, they talk about bears of the fuzzy gay variety. And Garcelle says that d was on her podcast. I didn't know Garcelle had a podcast. I didn't either. I looked it up. It's called Going to Bed with Garcelle. And it's funny because all of her episode titles are like going to bed with and then it says the guests she's like in bed with or something like that. Mm -hmm. So she gets like a nice little image flashed on the screen of her podcast, which is nice. And then I had to do a comparison because we've been talking about Meredith Marks hanging by a thread podcast that is hanging by a thread. (laughs) And Garcelle's podcast has done much better it has on my little castbox app which has about 5% of the podcast market it has 442 subscribers and 10.1k downloads so if you multiply that by 20 you get an estimate of its overall size um, so that's a pretty good size that's like yeah uh, i don't know 8000 subscribers and to do but quick math here 200000 two, yeah 200000 downloads so much better i can do math too <laughs> she, but she is, it did go for longer, but it's over now. She hasn't posted an episode uh, since 2021.
1: Okay. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Before you discuss all the things that Garcelle reveals, I wanted to step back to Trevor and his part of the conversation in the van. Because mm-hmm. like, when I travel, I really love connecting with locals, learning a grout about great local restaurants or special trails that aren't widely advertised or secret seaside swim mm. up sex caves um, <laughs> which is what Trevor tells us all about um is there's a cave you can go to and um, if you're a gay man and and find yourself uh, a little a little business so for his seaside sex cave reveal Trevor earned my. Bystander
0: of, of the week. Oh, nice work, Trevor. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Garcelle says that on her podcast, she asked Delac if he's a top or a bottom. And he says he's a powerful top. Another reason why I have a little crush on Delac. I love a powerful top.
1: <laughs> I like a blouse myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so her friend said on the podcast that he's a blouse. And they were like, what's that? And he said, it's a feminine top. That was cute they arrive mm-hmm. at their destination and they begin walking to find the spot where they're going to spread Merce's ashes they pass shopping trinkets from street vendors and sutton tells them they don't have time to shop she's again trying to herd cats here but kyle plays a joking ifi a that's an injury fear or illness play she acts like she's sick to try and make her way a, a, a Aside side of the ladies to its quote-unquote rest in order to make it to one of the shopping displays of the goods. I enjoyed this little fake IFI. I thought
1: it was very <laughs> cute.
0: They arrive at the spot that they're going to spread Merce's ashes. It's a beautiful spot overlooking the sea. They arrange themselves so that Sutton and Trevor are kind of standing with their backs to the sea and then the women are kind of in a line facing them, looking out to the sea. And Sutton is giving a little bit of a speech while Trevor holds her hand. And Trevor is definitely playing a strong STCO to Sutton during this entire thing. Holding her hand, She's he's like got her back while she's spreading the ashes. And so I thought that his strong STCO play to Sutton in this moment made him my bystander Bystander of the week week. look
1: at that we have multiple reasons why trevor (laughs) is the bystander
0: (laughs) excellent bystander so sutton produces tears she revisits her three part all the men in my life have left me ptc and says she realized this morning she's just not letting merce go this is also about her dad It's been 20 years since he died by suicide, and she has to let it go. She also needs to release the pain from her marriage. She ITMs that when she got served papers from her husband, she was scared and on an island by herself. She says they all have stuff they hold on to, and they need to let go of it, and it's hard. Kyle plays STCO to her in that moment by coming forward to give her a hug. Sutton says she's going to let all three things go, but she's struggling. She has more tear play. She ITMs that these were really three important men in her life, and she's about to say goodbye to all three of them. And then Garcelle plays STCO here with another hug.
1: Sutton's vulnerability here was just amazing. I Mm. love the tear play in her Mm. ITM and the smiling through the tears. There's just so much authentic emotion coming out here and I really loved it and this this play of both her um releasing and asking all the other women to have an intention of something they need to release was my play, was my of, the play of the game
0: mm-hmm.
1: Dun, 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 because it just allowed us to get all these great PTCs from the women, which we'll see when we come back. We got a little Stir the Pot by Erica. She gave us kind of a twofer in her intention. We had a great big group hug. We just had this wonderful moment, and it was all all created by this play by Sutton. And so this was my play of the game. Yes, very good.
0: I agree with you. This was this was definitely this was probably second in line for me for play of the game. I thought it was a really wonderful moment. Sutton has really turned it on both this episode and last episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's doing really great work. Although she did say in her ITM that she was going to get filed with papers, um, which <laughs> I, she meant served with papers. But it just when I heard that it created a really funny image of her being filed away. Yes. in A little I oh, just little had an cabinet. image too. She's like flattened
0: <laughs> into and then whoop, right into a file.
1: Right into it. So rough. Okay, well, we come back from commercial, and we are still on the esplanade as Sutton and Trevor release Merce to the sea. Only, it's a real The Ash Co. <laughs> so this was previewed last week, but The Ash is all Come blowing back over all the housewives. And that is my pun of the show for all of you. You're welcome. You definitely (laughs) win
0: pun of the week. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) So there's a little bit, I called it hilarity, even though it wasn't really hilarity. And I love Erica's ITM quip where she says, I do not know this man. I do not want to taste this man. (laughs) (laughs) So we're on to our PTC festival, our personal tragedy card festival. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be tallying up tier play and giving authenticity ratings on these. So Garcelle, she talks about a lot of different things, but the core of her PTC is that her father abandoned her for several years um, during her childhood, some very crucial years. And she has a lot of loneliness um, around that. So we got Tier Play. Yep. That's one out of six. And I gave her an authenticity rating of 100%. Yeah,
0: agree. That was all very, very vulnerable, very authentic. Yes. Wonderful.
1: Crystal, uh, itms. Crystal talks about her brother moving to Thailand and we get a little flash, a little revisit of the scene where he says he's going to probably move there for about half the year. We also get tear play from her, and yes. her authenticity rating I think was a hundred percent too. Like, you know, some people could sit there and say like, "What's the big whoop? Your brother's just moving; he's only going to be gone half the year." But she's she and her brother and her mom are very close, and so this is authentic drama for her. Yeah, she does seem very genuinely
0: upset by it. Yes.
1: So our tear play is two. We're two for two, and two out of six women. Um, And we have a total authenticity rating so far of 100%. Now we get Anna Marie. (laughs) She talks about wanting to find peace for her family and for herself. I gave her an authenticity rating of around 80%. I'm sure that's a genuine thing she wants to work on, but I'm sure she has bigger things to let go of and she isn't going there yet, so... Uh, my advice to Anna Marie is don't be a Heather Gay and not share like you need mm-hmm. to dig deep and get personal. This was a great opportunity that she missed to do that. We also did not have any tier play from her. So we're now two for three. And one player has dropped her authenticity rating.
0: Agree. Yeah, there I feel like she could have gotten more specific, uh, yeah. like dropped like a real PTC here. And yeah it's when when you compare them when they're all like lining up and like doing these ptcs one after the other and you can compare them like that it's like oh wow you can see where who's really letting people in who's really good at these ptcs who's really right. good at this authentic drama who's really good at this tier play and yeah who maybe had some work who maybe is a rookie there
1: exactly <laughs> like she's a rookie like it's i i imagine it's very hard to go into a group and and for your first season in front of the cameras to really open up like that Mm -hmm. so we get to Dorit she talks about her PTSD from the break-in and she's gonna try to leave it here but Mm -hmm. she can't say how successful she's gonna be we get no tear play from Dorit Mm -hmm. and I am not going to rate her authenticity because I cannot know what she is going through and what I you know there's no way for me to say what is authentic the way somebody would handle the trauma of recovering from a home invasion and things like that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it seemed authentic to me. It just didn't seem like her heart was in it in that moment. Again, she wasn't lifting back the wall to the vulnerability piece, like we saw with Garcelle and like we saw with crystals and with that yeah. so far.
1: Yeah. So for, perhaps it should be more of a vulnerability rating than an authenticity mm-hmm. rating. Right. <laughs> but we get from Erica, a twofer, as I alluded to earlier, she <laughs> stirs the pot calling out the way the women have hurt her with their judgment of her in the last two years. And then she throws her hurt and anger and her old life into the ocean. So no tear play. So we're now at, what are we at? We're at two out of five on tear play. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, was she authentically still hurt by the other women? 100%. I think, was she authentically letting it go? Mm, I gave that about a 50. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. we still have some some healing despite her intention and hopes of giving it up.
0: Yeah, I don't know that the vulnerability was necessarily here, but, I, but she definitely put a little jab in there for maybe some future drama to come. So, you know, at least she gave it something.
1: Yeah, no, the stirring the pot was a great move. It was a great move. Uh, then we get to Kyle. She talks about her guilt over her friend Lorene's suicide and that she feeling that she could have done something to stop it or to help her. We've got a lot of tear play. We've got 100% authentic drama here for her, her, authentic intention. And this is an authentic moment for her. Mm-hmm. Yes. A plus. A plus. A plus. We also get a nice ITM about how hard it is not to share her IFI, her injury, fear, or illness, about her marriage with the group Mm. at this time. So our final tally, three out of six on tier play. And I would say we had at least a four out of six on authenticity, probably a five out of six. But Anne-Marie and Erica, I was like, "Mm."
0: (laughs) okay, so I... This, I loved this lining up of the PTCs like I don't know if we've seen it exactly done like this I mean, I mean sometimes they have these montages of the women sharing but the, being able to compare them like this back to back was was a fun, a fun way to share these PTCs and really see the different ways they play it but Dorit not letting the wall down and Anna Marie not letting the wall down was my shared error of the game <laughs>
1: Wah, wah. <laughs> Did Erica let the wall
0: down? I don't know, but at least she was stirring the pot and she was doing something interesting there. So I didn't right. give it to her. Uh, so I left it with Anne Marie and dorit here because I just felt like everyone else was like being vulnerable, really letting things hit them, sharing it with the camera. And, you know, dorit chose not to go there in that moment. Anne Marie chose not to go there in that moment. So those are yeah. my errors of the game.
1: I agree. Those were definitely errors. Those were definitely errors. Well, as we wrap it all up in this moment, we get a big group hug. There's a lot of love, a lot of affection. And um, again, this is why this whole thing was my play of the game because I thought Sutton really, she found a way to really help this episode and all these women really give us as the audience scenes of their growth, at least- mm three out of six of them and <laughs> their vulnerability. And then before commercial, we get a teaser. We've had, you know, anger in a van. We've had comedy in a van and we get a teaser that we're going to have legal in a van. So <laughs> I'm really excited for our, our lawyerly moment in the van.
0: <laughs> so coming back from a commercial, from commercial we get a shot of the flower necklaces going out to sea. Now that they're done with that Sutton is allowing them to shop at the street vendors But Crystal and Erica decide to go get ice cream while the rest of the group shops. And Crystal takes this moment to play an apology to Erica. It's very brief, but I will play that for you now.
1: I liked your intention to live in the now. Yeah, I liked yours too. That's nice.
0: I'm sorry that I contributed to your pain.
1: It's okay, honey. Shit happens. It's how you recover.
0: So I gave this one for accountability And one for acknowledging the impact.
1: That was the exact score I had. I felt there was some error here, though, that it could have been a bigger scene if either or both of them had made more hay with this and they could have garnered a little bit more screen time.
0: Yeah, Erica lets it go straight away. She says, that's okay, honey. That's, you know, these things happen, you know, whatever. But it was, you know, it was a, it was a solid two point. There was no snarky tone over it. She didn't qualify it at all, which I thought was actually pretty impressive because I feel like a lot of the other ladies still feel like they were in the right. She, she might still feel like she was in the right with a lot of the questioning she did, but she, but she decides to take this moment to at least say like, I recognize that we have made. Goes this time harder for you and she doesn't qualify it at all so yeah it's
1: a I thought it was a beautiful apology it's a I mean a two-point apology of this nature goes a long way because it is super authentic and it's and I think that's why Erica is able to let it go so quickly because that's all she wants I think is that acknowledgement that like that it really sucked the way they were treating her and it hurt her Mm -hmm. um right or wrong whatever their reasons are yeah and so, she needed
0: she needed support yeah. during that time, and she felt like she was only getting criticism. yeah, I Erica ITMs that she loves when someone can say, "Sorry, I misjudged you, which isn't exactly what Crystal said, but Erica takes it that way. <laughs> and Erica says no one else has, but at least Crystal has the balls to do so
1: before they get in the van, we get a quick shot of women eating chocolate-covered ice cream bars. And I just want to talk about a moment. if you are Celiac in mm-hmm. Europe and you are looking Ooh. for dessert these magnum ice cream bars are uh. basically your main source because all your <laughs> restaurants are going to have something with gluten in it but then you can go to all these ice cream stands and they all carry magnum and they always usually have like one of those chocolate covered ice cream bars and that that's your european dessert
0: oh i thought you were just saying that was the only food like breakfast lunch and dinner just eating magnum bars all, all the way through <laughs>
1: Which is why every time I come back from Europe, I'm 300 (laughs) pounds and I don't understand it. No, no. Fortunately, there's also a lot of Northern Italians, like one out of seven, there was a big study. One out of seven Northern Italians are celiac. So Italy and Germany are super on it. And there are lots of companies that make a lot of um, gluten-free food, which is lovely.
0: Good to know.
1: know. Europe's actually pretty celiac friendly.
0: Both my kids are gluten-free now, not to the celiac level, but to the the minor no-gluten-ingredient level. So that's fun. Yeah, it's work. So they're back in the van, and they are revisiting the fact that they all had Mercer's ashes all over them. Sutton ITMs that his ashes didn't get on her at all and that he was known for these great leaps in life. And he leaped right over her to all of these women and she's laughing and saying it was so good.
1: Her ability to laugh about the fiasco just <laughs> just made my night when I watched this episode. I thought that was so great that here she is letting go of so much and able to find laughter and joy in this moment. Mm-hmm,
0: agree. She says next they're going to their flamenco experience and they'll be performing. She ITMs she's excited to do flamenco. It's not like ballet, though, and they'll have to take it slow because none of the women are dancers other than Erica. And we get a flashback. Of the Of the rehearsal? Yeah. So at first I was confused. I thought this was at first I was like, is this a flashback to like another trip they took or some other thing they did where they're dancing? It wasn't until later in the episode that I realized, oh, this must have been the flamenco rehearsal that we missed and we didn't get to see. And
1: this was my error of the game that I am handing to the producers. (laughs) Everyone loves a training montage. This was a huge missed opportunity And it's also where I realized how much of this trip we haven't seen Mm. and how annoyed I am that I'm not getting more footage of different things, especially this rehearsal. Right. And I think one of the things that drives me nuts, and this is also, I laid at the producer's feet is they probably have three to five minutes, maybe, maybe that's a, a bit much, but of replaying scenes from this episode where they 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 cut back to something that happened literally within the same episode Mm -hmm. and that to me is wasted time Mm -hmm. your audience isn't that stupid they remember (laughs) the moments that are being referenced and you don't have to insert clips of the show in the same show
0: that happened five minutes ago
1: Yes. So instead give us training montage, give us shopping excursion, you know, give us more.
0: I was just confused. I, you know, that I didn't realize I, in this moment, I didn't realize that they'd already practiced a dance. I thought maybe they were going to go practice and perform at the same time. Anyway, it was just, it was not well, not a well-constructed narrative. I don't think here.
1: No, it's, a, it's the error of the game for many reasons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they're back at the Airbnb and they're getting glam. Erica talks to her makeup person about the releasing ceremony, and she says she was a crabby patty about it. And she reiterates that she would just like a moment where everyone acknowledges the last two years and the hurt. And the makeup person notes that housewife players sometimes have a hard time with apologies. And I thought, mm, she must be a listener. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Erica ITMs that in therapy, she learned acknowledging her feelings is important, but she can't expect others to acknowledge them. So she's going to let it go. But it doesn't sound like she's letting it go. No. Kyle is doing her own glam and she is FaceTiming with her daughters, Sophia and Alexia. And Kyle wants to make sure someone else is home to eat with Mauricio and Portia. She ITMs that going through this difficult time, she's more sensitive to how everyone in her family is feeling. And we cut back to a scene that I don't remember. I'm not sure if it was unaired or I just wasn't paying as close attention during this episode. But she's talking with Mauricio about her issue with Sutton. And Portia comes home in the middle of this. And she wants to wait until Portia is gone again before continuing the conversation with Mauricio.
1: I vaguely remember that like a little bit of that brief Mm -hmm. moment and that conversation that was aired in real time, quote unquote. But they didn't show us the like wait until
0: Porsche. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Which
1: is interesting though. Mauricio seems exhausted in that moment. Mm -hmm. He just and I thought this is probably like the work, the travel, the all of that. And then the filming on top of that. Now I gotta go
0: film this scene with you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And he just he just looks empty. (laughs) just tired
0: Kyle says she feels like everyone is a lot more fragile right now and then this is where I started to do a little bit I've and I've I've, you know I've been taking in Kyle for several years now but I feel like Kyle is if we're talking about Myers-Briggs personality types as you know I like to use that as my lens through one lens through understanding people I feel like Kyle's probably an ESFJ in Myers-Briggs and ESFJs and ENFJs, they lead with this function called extroverted feeling. And it's people who use this function have a need to control the environment around them to create harmony. So other people's negative emotions weigh really heavy and they feel like your responsibility feel like I got to sort this out. I got to take care and make sure that there's this happy environment around me and they can end up taking care of other people a lot. And this is, it's can be difficult to sort this one out, especially with women, because I've in our culture, women are kind of trained to be, to, to be this
1: already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're kind of pushed in an extroverted feeling direction, whether we are natural extroverted feelers or not. And so I would say, that uh, if you're typing yourself at home you know you need to unpack that like am i going that way because society's told me i have to be that way or because that's my natural inclination but i think that this is a natural inclination for kyle so anyway that's for people who are curious about my thoughts on her personality type i think of her as an esfj and uh she has always been about everyone else taking care of everyone else making sure everyone's happy Comfortable, peaceful. And I think that's why it's so hard for her when the sisters are not in harmony for her to handle that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she's at this like midlife crisis almost where she's realizing, I have never looked at what I want. And that's a place of growth for her is like, oh, how do I look inward and think about what I want and who I am?
1: And, you know, it's funny. I feel like her friendship with Morgan was one of those reactionary, I just want to go do something that is for me kind of moments. And that's what that friendship Mm -hmm. felt like. It was just very much what she wanted on her terms. She didn't care about anybody else, what anybody thought, and just was really enjoying having that friendship. So,
0: and I think sometimes when we are going through a period of growth and there's like some, something we're really trying to learn or change in, we can gravitate toward people who are good with that thing. And it's yeah, maybe that, wait, what's her name again? Morgan. Morgan it might be that Morgan is an introverted feeler, which is more about p- people who are very in tune with their own emotions and values and goals and prioritize those. And so she may be attracted to that in her and wanting to find more of that in herself. It's a little personality type analysis. So <laughs> they're all meeting downstairs and they were all supposed to wear red dresses. But Kyle has apparently not understood the assignment. Her dress is not exactly red. It's a little orangey maybe. And it's mm-hmm. more of like a one-piece skirt suit than a dress.
1: Sort of a uh, a Meredith Marks ensemble.
0: Yeah, it is a little Meredith Marksy. Button <laughs> says she doesn't look like the emojis that she sent. And so on screen, we get the text instructing everyone to bring a red dress on the trip. And it has the dancing emoji flamenco women in red dresses at the bottom of it, which apparently they were supposed to match. Kyle ate ITMs that trust me, this is better than the other option. And we get a flashback to her holding up a red dress on a hanger and Dorit making fun of it. Although I can't really tell exactly what's wrong with it. It's like maybe it's too gown. I
1: couldn't tell either. There um there was a lot going on with that dress. And there were there were actually two things, I think, being hung behind. Like there was like mm. she had two hangers. I don't, I don't know. But I trust Dorit. If Dorit thought got- <laughs> This was really the lesser of a couple of different evils than I, I trust to read.
0: <laughs> so Kyle, I thought Kyle standing out in her not red, not dress was my <laughs> fashion, fashion play, play of, of the game. game. Yeah, Because it got some extra talk and some screen time. And your eye just kind of goes to her the whole time because she just doesn't quite look like everyone else.
1: <laughs> right? She doesn't. She doesn't.
0: So though they're walking on this cobblestone or gravel in their heels and having trouble. And there's this big crash off screen that both Dorit and Erica snap their heads to look at. But we don't know what it was or who it was, (laughs) which was another like producer error. Another producer error. That on screen. And Erica says, see, this is hard, but we don't know who fell or what happened. Dorit ITMs that after living in Europe for years... She could she could walk in heels on cobblestone streets. Or no, she should walk in heels on cobblestone. I don't know what I meant to write there, but something the about living in Europe.
1: <laughs> she she said I should be better at walking okay. in heels on cobblestone after all of my years of living in Europe. And I agree. She should be. But I have to I have <laughs> things it's, to say about it. Maybe it's shoes. not
0: like riding a bike.
1: Well, the problem is she's wearing um, platform shoes. And so Mm -hmm. normally if you're walking in cobblestones, you can just walk on the balls of your feet if you're Mm -hmm. wearing high heels and you should be fine. But in her $2,495 Dolce and Gabbana Mm -hmm. show me the money shoes, (laughs) they have an inch or so of platform on that front part of the shoe. Mm -hmm. And that makes it really hard to balance on on the the uneven surfaces. However, Those shoes were fabulous. And for those shoes, she won my fashion play play of the game. game.
0: Okay. They were lovely shoes. That's a lot of money to spend on shoes. Also would hate walking on gravel in shoes that expensive. Like I'd be, I'd just be like, what is the damage that is happening to these poor shoes?
1: This is what I learned in New York is you actually, you take them to the cobbler right away before you ever wear them. And you have these little kind of rubber half soles put on the bottom um mm. uh, under the toe under the front Boy, that's so, you a lot get of work. on the heel too it's a lot but... of work to be fashionable it's... and have expensive things I mean it is in Bend where I can't get anybody to repair any of my shoes that are um like a fifth of the cost of those <laughs> which I thought was a lot of money to spend on a pair of shoes
0: <laughs> but apparently you can spend more you can you can always spend more they all say they need two days to sleep after this trip and we talked about this during the salt lake bermuda trip the physical stamina that it takes to be a housewife player and how like with some players you can see it drain them and affect their play and with others they seem to be able to keep going through it yeah so they're exhausted at this point they've been filming 24 7 going from this to this to that to that and not having a moment of peace without a camera in front of them Sutton says she won't get rest. She's taking her daughter to see Taylor Swift when they get back. Erica says she'll be sleeping with her dog and some man will come over for hot sex. And Sutton says she's not doing that. (laughs) Anna-Marie takes this moment to ask her if some amazing man comes along if she would get married again. And Sutton says that's not happening. Garcelle says she doesn't need the paper at this point and she wants to leave what she has earned for her kids and not split it with a man um i think someone mentions a prenup at this point and garcelle says but do we really know what we're signing for and kyle says don't you just sign everything your husband asks you to and in this moment i had a flashback to uh, teresa's fatal flaw or her downfall on New Jersey, because as far as she alleges, the legal trouble she got into is because she just signed everything her husband asked to and didn't look at it and had no idea what she was signing for. And Erica
1: even says, that's how I got in trouble, was Mm -hmm. not really paying attention to whatever my husband was doing with the finances.
0: Mm -hmm. Anna Marie says she just asks the business manager what she's signing. Kyle says sometimes she just signs it. Sutton ITMs that marriage 101, you need to read it. I don't care if you've married the Pope. And Erica says, even if you read it, it doesn't matter because there's so many things that they can, and she doesn't really finish here, but she was married to a corrupt lawyer. So we can kind of fill in the blanks that we Tom can was fill probably in the blanks yeah. slipping stuff in that she just wasn't savvy enough to uh, read into.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's always loopholes and there's ways to, yeah, there's ways to get around stuff. Um, and there are things that just aren't enforceable Um, in mm-hmm. certain jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. So I just have to say about Sutton's comment about marrying the Pope. So <laughs> we learned last episode that she's definitely not Catholic. And now we really know she's not Catholic because I don't know if she's aware, but you don't really marry the Pope. um but i actually i think it was a
0: hypothetical i don't
1: i know but i rethought it and sort of if you look especially medieval and renaissance history of the papacy there's a lot of super sneaky popes and a lot of them had women on the Mm. side so maybe she's actually really does know her (laughs) catholic is what that all comes down to
0: (laughs) thank you for that peek Peek inside of your head of what you were thinking after (laughs) Sutton (laughs) talked about marrying the Pope. Kyle says Mauricio does all the financial stuff and she just signs and hopes for the best. So this is some foreshadowing. Hopefully he has been fair to her because things are coming. Erica ITMs that this is how she got into trouble and it's okay to trust your husband until it's not okay to trust your husband. And Kyle says that her mom said to never trust a man. And we cut to commercial.
1: Yeah. And you had a little teaser. We get a little teaser that Sutton's going to stir the pot at dinner. All right. So we ditched the legal conversation as the ladies dance up the stairs to Manolo's second guitar guitar special. We're back at the Pueblo Espo, whatever they were at. Sorry, that may be really offensive. Pueblo Español? I, I don't remember. As is appropriate, there is still a lot of mockery of Kyle in her orange dress. And which was a moment where I was reminded about the great advice I received once about, uh, once about never wearing orange lipstick on stage, or you will look like a clown. So <laughs> I won't say that Kyle looks like a clown, but I'd say she merits your fashion play of the week for this. <laughs> And we get another ITM from Dorit that this was definitely the best option we had <laughs> for Kyle. So the ladies arrive at Tablao de Carmen, where the owner Mimo provides the history. The tableau is the wooden stage that flamenco dancers are on. Carmen was a very famous flamenco dancer, so she's providing history and flowers for the women's hair. Kyle plays an ifi about not wanting to dance on stage especially mm. as she is not drinking anymore. And then we get three clips of her doing the splits at different parties where she <laughs> has clearly been drinking already.
0: Yeah. Danny Pelle- Danny Pellegrino calls, calls Kyle, Kyle splits Richard. <laughs> Kyle splits Richard. <laughs> I love.
1: Um, yeah. And this is, but this is our IFI throughout sort of the rest of this episode or the rest of this section, I should say, until they get back to uh, the 90210 or the Nino, as I'm just going to start calling it. So Manolo asks, "Who wants to make a toast?" Um, and someone misinterprets that as thinking that was an offer to make a toast. And he's like, "No, he's making the toast." <laughs> so it turns out Manolo is a typical sexist Spaniard, and that is why he, even though he got to play guitar a second time for us and play guitar while walking down the street, does not get my bass dinner
0: of the week. <laughs> yep, he got mine last week, but not this week.
1: No, I, I, I'm revoking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He just had a specific toast in mind. That doesn't mean he's a sexist. <laughs> Kyle makes fun of Doreen for ordering Coca-Cola normal. And the tapas come out.
0: Yeah, I don't really understand why she was making fun of her because she ordered in Spanish at the lunch.
1: Well, the- I think she's a day making or two fun ago. of the normal business. And I don't oh, but know. She said,
0: She said, why didn't you just order a normal Coke? Why do you have to say Coca-Cola normal?
1: Yeah. And I don't know if normal means sort of like without ice or. Oh, I think
0: it just means with, I think it just means not diet or not whatever.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I just don't know. I just
0: don't know. Agree to not know.
1: Agree. Yes. (laughs) Anna Marie asks everyone, what was their favorite part of the trip? So this felt like a little bit of a producer inspired moment. We hear from Crystal that watching them make paella was her favorite moment. Kyle talks about the seaside PTC ceremony and having this Mm -hmm. honest, emotional moment. And uh, again, we get another flashback to that moment. That was not that long ago in this episode. (laughs) And I got annoyed with the producers again. And Erica talks about feeling relaxed and good on this trip. And she hasn't felt that relaxed in a while. And she brings up how Aspen was so awful and Anna Marie stirs the pot and asks, what does Erica mean? What did she mean with her intention at the seaside about letting go of certain things in her life, despite, you know, what anyone might say, which was actually an incorrect phrasing by Anna Marie. Mm -hmm. And it's so cryptic to her because she doesn't know the group, but how does she not know what happened in Aspen? Did she not have to watch the last season before filming? (laughs)
0: So despite her using the wrong words here, uh, as always seems to get to Mandy, Anna Marie (laughs) bringing up what Erica said at the ceremony was my play of Play of the game. What an interesting choice. I thought this was a great play by our rookie. Erica's clearly pissed. She's not bringing anything up. And so no one else is playing any confrontation this episode this we I felt like this needed to get out in the open we needed to get something going here and so uh cheers to Anna Marie for trying to get this going
1: okay yeah I mean Erica had that like the it was a little bit of a baby stir the pot during her intention ceremony moment but yes Anna Marie does a nice job of stirring the pot here
0: yeah so so let's actually talk about it because because Erica keeps talking about it in her ITMs and her makeup person, but she's not actually bringing it up with the group and facing it head on. So then Erica says in response to Anne-Marie bringing this up, she says she felt mischaracterized and misunderstood by this group for the last two and a half years and waking up and winning her appeal. She knew these things will always hurt. And Garcelle does an interesting little thing here so she says that the eagle woman retreats at the beginning of the season erica says she didn't know if she could trust this group we get a little flashback to that and garcelle does a check-in and asks if that has changed
1: and i i i A check-in. I called it a confrontation myself. So I thought Garcelle was playing a little bit of a confrontation here as well.
0: Okay. I thought it was more of a check-in. I actually thought this was a good example of the check-in piece of an apology, which we rarely get, but without the actual apology. She was saying, Mm -hmm. you didn't feel like, you know, two, three months ago, you were saying you couldn't trust us. Has that changed? Like, to me, that was like, let's gauge where we're at. And if if we have anywhere else that we need to go. Um, it could okay. be a comfort it could be a confrontation sometimes confrontation is needed to like work things out right
1: It just it just goes to show how this reveals a lot about me that I would call a check-in a confrontation <laughs>
0: <laughs> Confrontation isn't always negative sometimes it helps solve problems Exactly Erica says she feels more relaxed but trust is earned over time so all she can do is take that step by step. Garcelle ITMs that she can see how deeply Erica was affected by us. She thought Erica knew why they were asking questions, that they wanted to see more empathy from her. Um, But no apologies from anyone else in this moment. So, And we don't really get a reaction from Erica on that.
1: I like Garcelle in that ITM, how she says maybe it was something they should have just kind of gotten over. You know, they say maybe we should have gone in the other direction or something is what she says. Like, let it go. So that was a nice awareness on her part,
0: too. Yes, yes. Sutton makes a toast to Erica, but then she says, some of us didn't receive invitations to your show. But she wants to congratulate her on her residency in Vegas. And she says, we're all proud of you and we will all be there. And Erica says, yeah, yeah, you're totally invited.
1: So this was so funny. This is another twofer that we've had a couple of twofers here where we've got both a, a stirring of the pot while also doing something else, and I loved that. And I also <laughs> loved Erica's voice when when she said, "Yeah, yeah, you're totally invited." Like it went up into this higher register. Yeah, it was just. This was another moment where I wish we'd had more uncut footage from this conversation.
0: Mm, yeah. Sutton ITMs that her mom made her invite the entire class to her birthday parties. And Erica at the table says she remembers the support when she was on Broadway and that Sutton was the one who chartered the plane. Erica ITMs that Sutton knows she's invited. She didn't need an invitation. And Sutton ITMs, she could have been given an invitation. She's just saying. <laughs> So then a band and a male flamenco dancer begin performing on stage and the women are watching and cheering and making social media content with their phones. Sutton seems attracted to the dancing man and they all fan her off with their flamenco fans. Kyle clarifies whether or not they have to dance up there in front of everyone, continuing her IFI. And then she gives a squinty eye face play to either Sutton or Dorit while pointing her fork at her. And this was my face play of of the game.
1: game. This was almost
0: my face play of the game. (laughs) I'm guessing you're going to get the next one that's coming up. uh, I had a hard time choosing. (laughs) She ITMs that she's nervous with professionals up there. Dorit is worried about doing it in her dress and her shoes. A mini IFI here. Erica says, take the shoes off and hold up the dress like the other girls and get it in. Stomp that shit out.
1: And before they go up there, when Erica is saying it, when Erica says, get it in, stomp that shit out. She makes this very funny little like face and (laughs) she is asked to actually repeat that face by the other women and does. (laughs) And because of that. That actually trumped Kyle's, I thought Kyle's actual face play was better, but mm. getting a request and having to do it a second time, Erica won my face play, face of, the play of the game.
0: Yes. She even was mocked by Garcelle. Garcelle imitated it or maybe not mocked image. She imitated it. <laughs> So they head up to the stage to perform. Kyle is very nervous and embarrassed. They begin their performance with just some stomping and clapping. And as they're performing, Sutton ITMs over the top. How much she genuinely loves the women right now. She's very emotional. She wants them to stay happy like this forever. Uh, Right now, this is her family and she loves it. There's just such strong friendship play this episode here and in the releasing ceremony. I thought it was lovely.
1: I did too. I, I loved Sutton this episode. I really did.
0: Yeah. They finish up their performance. Kyle apologizes to the audience for their performance. <laughs> and we see that coming up, Kyle is going to talk to Dorit about her issues with Mauricio.
1: Oh, big, big teaser, big teaser. So we're back in the nine We head straight over to Garcelle's house where her assistant brings her a package and it's a pair of Giavito Rossi shoes called Crystal Crash that cost her $1,850. So it's a show me the money play that makes no sense to me because I feel like you could get some plastic strips and a bedabbler and just make that shoe. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I thought. I was like, I could probably pick that for 20 bucks, but okay, yeah, I... <laughs> they're cute. I just don't know if they're 1850 cute.
1: They are not
0: 1850
1: cute. No, um, definitely not better than Dorit's shoes. Uh, But Dorit's (laughs) shoes were also, you know, a good $800 more. And I will say the only pair of Dolce & Gabbana shoes I ever had, which were a hand-me-downs from a friend, were pretty painful to wear.
0: Uh, (laughs) Anyway. I don't think I've ever owned a piece of designer clothing or purse or anything ever.
1: I, in my New York days, I was dragged into that particular pit and I... (laughs) I had like somewhere between eight to 12 fancy pairs of shoes. Wow. And, yeah. And um, a couple of like one or two dresses, but I was never into the clothing part of it. Mm-hmm. I like the shoes. The I have friends who are into handbags because like shoes and handbags always fit you no matter what. So mm. consider to be a better investment. And they're a lot more expensive <laughs> usually. Anyway, we head over to Crystal's. We have a very staged production of her doing homework with her kids. Then we head over to Erica's rehearsal space, see her working on a dance number. And turns out she can also do the splits. So our splitting housewife total is two.
0: Erica splits Jane. It doesn't doesn't have the same ring as Kyle splits. (laughs) No, that sounds like a murder mystery. (laughs) yeah.
1: Not much of a mystery, actually. (laughs)
0: I can't remember. Can Jen Shaw do the splits?
1: I have no idea. Okay. I, I can't remember if we saw her do the splits in season one or not. So as we leave Erica's rehearsal space, the little scenes of transition, we see one of the squirrels of Beverly Hills as we head over to Kyle's house. I thought that was a nice close up. (laughs) And we see the fruits of Kyle's self-reported shopping addiction as she opens up some online purchases. And then Dorit, quote unquote, pops by in that spontaneously arranged way that the producers help you with.
0: (laughs) We're filming it this time. Pop by then.
1: Please pop by at this moment. Dorit asks how things are with Kyle and the Moster. And we find out Kyle's been going to therapy. We get a teary, a tear play clip with Kyle at therapy. And then we get an ITM for Dorit, alleging her STCO credentials. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) she
0: she, 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 ITMs the desire to be STCO to Kyle.
1: Yes, that's a good point. She is not actually being an STCO, but she wants to be an STCO. They give us a lot of clips of troubled, disconnected interactions between Kyle and Mauricio, a little bit of like the passive aggressive tattoo reveal scene Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then Kyle reveals some major IFI regarding her marriage, which we've all been waiting for. So this is a great play to end the episode on. The two women discuss how hard it can be when you have a spouse who is traveling and the pressure that puts on the marriage. Kyle explains how hard it is right now because Mauricio will put all his energy into the agency. If there's a problem there and she has been asking him, she has clearly stated that she needs him to put real time and attention into their marriage, but he doesn't seem to get it. Mm -hmm. So we've got tear play. We've got authentic drama in her itm and she's opened up to him she needs to be a priority and if he doesn't put in the effort they might not survive and the producers have added that tense music that makes it sound super urgent and a little scary and whatnot and that's kind of how we end this episode before we talk about our next week teasers sandra do you have anything to say about this moment no, you already gave your play of the game. I thought this was going to be your play of the game, but I nope, forgot you already, already
0: had my play of the game. I'm glad yeah. that we finally she's finally started talking about this. I did feel some some of her personality type in this moment, that extroverted feeling like caring for others. She's been by supporting him since day 1 and now she's been doing it doing it doing it doing it without asking for anything back and now she finally is asking for something back and he's not reciprocating and there can yeah. be a lot of resentment i think with this type when it's like what i've been giving all this stuff freely without being asked now i'm asking for it in return and i'm not getting it and i think the sometimes the response on the other side is well i never asked for all that in the first place i right. just thought you wanted to do it out of the goodness of your heart not because you were asking so um not because so you she, were keeping
1: a scorecard sort of right
0: yes so
1: uh, but it's not really a scorecard, right? It's just sort of like my a marriage, my, like as the Gottman <laughs> method would say, like, you know, this is, this is our affection bank and it's empty right now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've, you have not put any deposits into this bank. And so I'm losing my feelings of affection for you.
0: Right. And a marriage does need to be like yeah, re- reciprocal support. Yes. So If there's yes. if that's not there, then that's, uh, that's tough.
1: That's a problem. So we get um, our scenes, our upcoming scenes, our trailer, teaser, whatever you want to call it. We've got Sutton on a date. We've got PK talking with Dorit about whether he'll be home for Mother's Day. And he says he doesn't really need to be with her because she's not his mother, which is good to clear that up because that's (laughs) certainly an issue in some other franchises. Mariam Cosby. Kyle and Mo, (laughs) they are talking more in their sessions and there's all the things that Kyle still wants to say. And it's nice because they seem to not be walking on eggshells around each other, right? Like it looks like we're making some headway in their therapy or whatever they're doing. So then we've got a scene with a lot of the women, but we're focused on Erica and Garcelle And Garcelle says, I didn't want to see Erica fall, but I, she had her opinions. So I'm assuming this is about the earrings and what is right and wrong. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: Garcelle says, and I'm going to stick by that. So uh, my guess is Garcelle is saying like, I didn't want to hurt you. I didn't want to see you get hurt, but I'm not changing my mind about the fact that those opinions, those, those opinions, those earrings probably should have gone for damages to the victims. Mm. And then we've got tear play by Erica and her saying mm-hmm. it never had to be this way, which I'm assuming is not at all related to what that moment with Erica and Garcel was, just knowing the producers.
0: Mm, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, but it's nice to see her letting her guard down.
1: Yes, I'm very excited for that. Okay, so after all that, Sandra, what was who what who was your
0: MVP? Well, for her STCO play to Sutton at the beginning of the episode, during the end, during the ash spreading ceremony, for her two IFIs, the first in order to shop, and the second one around flamenco dancing. Uh, oh, and a third, also yeah. talking about a fear of her marriage, for her failure to comply with the dress code, earning her my fashion play of the game. For her PTC and tear play with regards to her best friend's passing, for her squinty eye fork-pointing face play, and for her finally starting to open up to Dorit about her problems in her marriage, Kyle was my MVP.
1: Very lovely. I really struggled between her and who I eventually chose for my MVP. Mm -hmm. Because I agree that she, with all that STCO work and all of that, and then ending with the, the big, long-awaited-for discussion on her marriage and opening up about that, it was a great episode for her, but I don't think her play was enough to overcome a rehash of the bedroom PTC of her three men, the mm-hmm. seaside PTC the graceful handling of the fiasco for laughing (laughs) through her tears for being an excellent drill sergeant and getting the women to the places they need to be getting all the women on stage to flamenco and for her tender and heartfelt itms about her love for her friends Mm. sutton is my m m p -P. Mm, sutton played a good game too yeah she did did. yeah It, it was very close between those two
0: and i really did appreciate her friendship play i don't i don't want to undervalue that because I, that is an important theme in housewife show is why are we all here in the first place it's right? because we all really love each other and are true friends and she really brought that together uh, in this episode
1: i agree i couldn't i obviously agree <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the eWib got to tick up another episode. Nobody I know. It's very strange in Salt Lake City they're just like calling each other bitch all over the place but in Beverly Hills we've gone at least two possibly more episodes without anyone invoking the word bitch in a derogatory way. So our eWib is at least two um, and not more than 13 because I do remember Dorit calling Erica a bitch over the thing that happened at BravoCon what happened at
1: BravoCon?
0: uh erica stood uh, like they asked her who it was like an audience question Wh- whose marriage are you concerned about in the group and at first she said she didn't want to answer but then they were like no oh, you, you have to answer you have I to remember. answer so she like goes to the front of the pay, the front of the stage and like strikes a pose and goes dorit and pk pk and then sits back down. So that came up very early in the season, and Dory was I remember about, yeah. yeah. And so she says yeah. that's not a. Sh-. And Erica's defense was, oh, I wasn't really mean anything by it. I was just being a showman. I was just
1: exactly. Yeah. And Dory yeah. says
0: that's not a showman. That's a bitch. So <laughs> I that can't get that out of my head. So bitch was used at some point in the season. I just uh, we we would have to rewatch everything to figure out exactly how high that of is, but it's at least two. It's not bigger than
1: three. At least two. That's exciting. <laughs> two on our watch.
0: Or not bigger than fifteen. Or I don't know. What episode are we on? Not bigger than fourteen. Ah, uh, this was... This is episode fifteen. 15. So it's, yeah. it's not bigger than fourteen. Between two and fourteen oh. is our E-Wib. <laughs> Sorry for that imprecise <laughs> number.
1: Listener, we're going to take another 30 minutes to hash this out. You, you hang <laughs> on, okay? Don't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> uh, maybe take that time, though, to follow us on Instagram at Real Housewives of Bend, right? Oregon. We really need some followers. Come on, guys. And I know. Just
1: click the follow button. And then I was listening to another podcast the other day. It is important for the metrics that you listen to completion, though. So, you can just put it in another room, like for the next 30 minutes while we hash out the thing. Just put it in another room, turn the volume down, but just let it play out. Put it on two times speed. It's all good.
0: <laughs> uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our episodes. Give us a review on Apple on Apple Podcasts. We could really use some – review. You know, even if you don't have time to leave a review, just, you know, hit the five stars. But we'd really love a few words. Uh, you know, maybe you – have a, a difference of opinion of who the MVP is or uh, you can just say you right. love listening to us that you could just be literally five words um
1: or you can also wonderful. give us feedback like I want more of this and less of that like I want more yeah. Sandra and less Mandy like whatever <laughs> just let us know how because we are new at this and we could use we could use feedback. as long Me- as
0: as long as it's five stars
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you rate it five stars, but then you give (laughs) us the feedback knowing that we're going to address that issue.
0: There you go. Yes. We will take, (laughs) we will, we'll take it into consideration. Maybe we'll even give you an apology play on.
1: Oh yeah. If you want apology play comment, (laughs) rate, review, subscribe, follow, listen to the end and comment, and we will send you, we will give you a personal on air apology. There you go.
0: Personal (laughs) apology play from Mandy. (laughs) Oh, it <laughs> just me? assigned you.
1: That's <laughs> just the-
0: kidding.
1: I'd love to apologize. All
0: right, I am excited for next week, and we'll, me we'll meet you guys back here.
1: And we'll see you in the nine o. <laughs> That's what everyone like Beverly Hills Nine o Two One o. That was like what everyone would say. Like, are you watching Nine o? Did you see nine-o oh. I never watched. Oh. That show